Hey, this is Teddy, and you are listening to the Horror Squad Podcast. everyone and welcome back to the horror squad podcast episode number 221 where tonight we will be reviewing studio 666 the foo fighters attempt at a horror movie uh we are doing this one in memory of their drummer taylor hawkins who we sadly lost way too young and too soon so rest in peace to him we dedicate this episode in memory of him uh so what's up everyone how was your week we are toddlers tonight, I should mention as well, which is why I am uh, taking over hosting duties this week. But yeah, so no Todd, but we will still be going strong. Ladies and lady and gentlemen, how are you guys doing tonight? Not too shabby. Yeah, I'm actually doing really good. You know, I'm having one of those good weeks. So I love that. <laughs> yeah, ride the cloud while I can. I'm uh, oh, yeah. up for a really like big promotion. <gasps> oh, Steve, that's amazing. Which is like a lot higher than I thought possible. So we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens with that. We're just going through the government, stupid paperwork and all that. It's, it's a complex like thing to do, but you know, it's going through the motions, but at least, you know, it's moving. So that's really cool. And uh, I've been spending a lot of time virtually. That's (laughs) right. I'm I'm starting, yeah, I'm starting to spend more time in my second life than my actual (laughs) life, but but it's been fun. So we've been golfing with Joe and Mm-hmm. You know, to checking out movies in virtual settings, which has been pretty cool. I watched uh, part of The Last Exorcism in Ooh. like the woods, <laughs> so it was really cool. To were you scared? No, not 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 all. It's uh, <laughs> it's, it's actually a pretty like I don't remember who on the podcast didn't like that movie, but I, I thought from memory, it must pretty been good. Todd. Yeah, yeah. Because I think actually, pretty... I think Todd loves that one. Actually, I, I, feel thought, like all, I thought someone I didn't like it. I don't remember who. Sure. no i think we did i think we all liked it yeah i think that one we all liked yeah yeah but yeah me and steve anyone that has an oculus quest me and yeah. steve playing some vr so if anyone has one send us a message we'd love to play with you too um yeah walk about well walk about mini golf has like a cool little horror themed mini golf course which is pretty fun we played on and horizon worlds has like a bunch of different horror worlds that we've been exploring so oh i i tried the uh the new shining one steve i wasn't impressed so okay. maybe yeah it was all right i mean it was all right it was like jack in the bathroom breaking right. through the door and then there's a secret entrance that takes you to the maze which mm. at the very end of the maze there's like a killer snowman and i'm like why is there a killer <laughs> snowman here it has nothing to do with the shining but yeah you know it wasn't anything great but it was uh, you know it's it's fun yeah i mean the but, shining has killer hedges was, so. yeah yeah in the new one there's killer snowman right or, I think the old one has killer snowmen. Not not the no. not the original film, but the movie. Maybe the, the book. I don't. The remember made for TV snow. movie. Yeah, I, I remember the animal one of like them edges does. had killer. I don't remember snowmen. That's been yeah. Um. Okay. Maybe I'm. Yeah. No, I think you say it might be right. I feel like the made for TV it's, movie it's might have had possible. like some snowmen going on in there. Maybe the not book too. I don't remember, but yeah. But yeah, Sam, I feel like I remember seeing them. But anyway. Mm-hmm. If you guys do play, just make sure you don't bump into your collections. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's right. Joe. Yeah, I know. I did. I bumped into mine. And then I was playing Thrill of the Fight, which is a boxing game. And I threw like a haymaker. I was trying to get like a really good workout in. So like I fucking like threw like a haymaker and I took out Sam's 
coffee mugs. Luckily, none of them broke, but <laughs> I had to redo my uh, little guardian setup after that because I was like, oh shit, I can't get too close again. But anyway, so, uh, also uh, shout out to everyone over on our Discord for all the well wishes for Sam. Of course, she announced she's going to be leaving the show. For those of you who might have missed last week's episode, she is going. She has uh, another couple weeks left with us, and then she will be kind of taking um, a spot in the background. She still, you know, will be popping in maybe once in a while and maybe over on the Discord, but she will not be a regular on the show, sadly, anymore. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I'm not convinced everyone necessarily believed us. Yeah, <laughs> because right. it happened to release <laughs> on uh, April Fool's. So we're just, I guess, reconfirming it. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's true. It is true. But yeah, thanks for all the well wishes on the Discord. That was nice. I'm still getting messages on Instagram, like people I've never talked to. They're like, please don't leave. Please reconsider. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I keep like in the back of my mind. I'm like, I'll just change my mind. But I told Joe, he was like, you can change your mind. I was like, yeah, but if I change my mind and then I'm like, well, shit, I should have stayed with my decision. And then I'll have to announce that I'm leaving again. Like I wouldn't ever want to do that. So I just got to stick. I just got to stick it, you know, stick with this decision. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you're always welcome back. Everything in life you... is permanent. No, <laughs> no, it's <laughs> no, it's not. And you're always welcome back. Even if you decide, you know, Hey, I'll pop in for a few episodes and then pop back out and whatnot. So you're always welcome back. And, um, in more excited in other news on a more positive note, stay tuned. Some little inklings in the work of a possible event um coming up maybe um early fall so um for you fans of the show keep an eye out it'll probably be once again in the salem area like we did last year way too early to tell what's gonna exactly happen yet but um we i've been talking with our friends over at the crypt which is a horror themed restaurant in salem that um they haven't found a few a home yet but they're still you know they're working as a pop-up right now but you know, we're currently talking with them about possibly doing something in September, October. So stay tuned. We um, might have a guest. We might not. Don't know yet. But uh, save the date, I guess, for somewhere around there. And hopefully we'll get you more details um, once things get finalized. But yeah. All right. Questions? Questions. Yes. Yeah. So you can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad podcast or on the Discord where a ton of great conversations are happening at all times in there it's been really active lately so thank you everyone who's been in there and chatting and sh- you know sharing all their horror stories and some non-horror stories some cool food and all sorts of stuff in there it's a great great group so just ask us and we'll send you the link and you can join in on the festivities so the first question actually if you're listening to the episode you'll notice a uh, returning voice at the beginning intro it's our little dude uh teddy who's uh chuck's little boy and teddy actually had a question which he sent in audio format. So, Teddy, what is your question? Sam, why are you leaving us? Sam's leaving the podcast. Are you sad? He's shaking his head yes, but he can use his words. Are you sad? Yes. Are you going to miss her? Yes. (laughs) Say thank you. Thank you for being (laughs) on the podcast for my daddy. Thank you, buddy. Aw, Teddy. Because Steve and Joe and Todd have kicked me off. They're just not being honest about it. Don't I don't know. Bye. It's just... <laughs> Bye. Um, I don't know how to answer this. Um, Just because... 
I mean, if I'm being honest, like I love doing it, but I just, I, there's like 50% of me, like I want to do things with Halloween happy. And I just want to like, be able to dedicate more time to that as much time as I can. And then also, I just don't feel like I have a lot to offer when it comes to giving reviews. So yeah, I just, I just want to see where my time goes with dedicating more of that to Halloween happy. I mean, I don't want to leave. I wish I could. I mean, I, I want to stay on, but I just, yeah, I don't know. You, I don't know what to tell you, Teddy. Well, he, uh, he's certainly going to miss you. I know Chuck's been talking about it. You were his favorite uh, of the horror squad. So now that spot is up for grabs. So I will fight (laughs) Joe and Todd to the death for it. So Teddy, remember who edited you into this episode? (laughs) When you consider your new favorite. It can be your favorite now, Teddy. (laughs) No, it'll always be Sam. Because when you pop back up, you know, it'll be. Yeah. That's normal. Uh, All right. So speaking of Chuck, he has the next few questions. So Chuck, what are your questions? What's up, horror squad? Minus Todd, Chuck here with a few questions. Uh, First question is, Steve, what is the most oddly specific Canadian horror movie you could recommend? Um, So this question is difficult because Canada is so meshed with the U.S. that it's tough to decipher what exactly a Canadian horror film is because are we talking about filmed in Canada? Because there's a ton of those. You know, uh, there's, I mean, a bunch of horror films filmed in Canada because you get bigger tax breaks and stuff like that. And the dollar is, you know, easier to deal with and all that stuff. So is that a Canadian horror film? Not necessarily. Is it people like, is it the producers that are Canadian? But again, there are a lot of producers that are Canadian that make American films. It's, it's very complicated. So I'm going to go with the one that if you want to see what I guess is about Canada, then it would definitely be Tuscan Yoga Hosers as much as I hate to admit it, um, just because they're really like about Canada. So that's probably the two I would recommend if you're looking for Canadian horror. But I mean, there's a ton. Ginger Snaps is Canadian and The Changeling is Canadian. And, uh, you know, there's a ton of them that are Canadian, but those are the two that come to mind. Do you guys have any uh, that you know of that talk about Canada or... Yoga Hoses was the very first one that popped into my head. Yeah. But which I think it's terrible though. I, I don't like that movie whatsoever. So I can't recommend it. Um, I mean, there's a lot of great like Canadian like filmmakers and directors, but it like you said, it's like, is it, you know, Canadian horror? Or I mean, I guess so, right? I mean, they were born there, so they're making the movies. So um Hunter Hunter comes to mind, actually, a great one from a couple years ago. I think that was filmed in Canada. And the I believe the director is Canadian, too. I could be wrong about that. But that's uh, a hidden gem. So I would recommend that one. Yeah, I don't have any off the top of my head. Are you afraid of the dark? The series. And there you if, go. You're, yeah. if you're looking there you- for non-horror, check out Degrassi. <laughs> All the generations. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, absolutely. So uh yeah, like I said, it's tough because of that reason, but I'm sure there's other stuff that I'm not thinking about. Uh, there are some big Canadian filmmakers that, you know, make American movies. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but yeah, I, I'm like with Joe. I hate yoga hosers. <laughs> I think it's terrible, but uh, Tusk is very good. So, Tusk, yeah, Tusk is really good. All right. Uh, what is your second question? Second question, Joe, what is your beard routine, sir? I admire a fine beard as I have one myself, but I would like to know specifically your beard routine for a night like you're going out. 
Um, lucky jeans, I guess. I don't know. Although none of my family have beards, really. So like, I'm really the only member of my family that grew out a beard. Um, but I guess good jeans and my family uh but as far as what i do to upkeep it i use like beard oils and beard um wax uh usually i'll put you know i'll do uh six drops of beard oil i don't i forget the kind sam buys it for me i think she gets it at target um but i also use um i wish the beard the beard wax that i use is actually really good i'm sorry i can't remember if you really want to know i'll send you a private message chuck and i'll, I'll let you know the the company that makes that because it's a really good um beard uh, wax that I use as well but other than that that's it really and then I just like comb it you know here although I didn't comb it today for the podcast but yeah that's about it really and then just yeah I mean I get it trimmed every time I go to the barber maybe you know once a month at the most so just to, you know give it a little trim so it doesn't get too crazy but yeah that's about it my barber wants me to like do the uh the monopoly guy like because he's like you have the perfect mustache to like curl it you know but i'm like i don't know if i can pull that off yeah to try it at least <laughs> yeah right. i've never tried it give, give it a shot yeah <laughs> uh, and chuck a majestic beard in his own right so exactly uh, yeah definitely um all right chuck what is your last question last question for me is sam marilla what is the perfect nacho set is it tall nachos in layers or is it wide nachos what would be your perfect nacho just you could make anything just give me that nacho recommendation i would say it has to be in the middle of those two it can't be all loaded on top because then it makes all the chips soggy and just really messy when you eat it so i would say somewhere in between and the best combo toppings would be black beans, um, chopped up lettuce, tomatoes, onions, pickled jalapenos, sour cream, guac, salsa on the side so it doesn't get the nachos soggy. And I think that's it. Oh, queso. I always prefer queso rather than just melted shredded cheese, but both is fine. What about you, Joe? You're, you're a nacho guy too. What's your preference for nachos? Uh, yeah. I mean, Sam really turned me on to the nachos. I was never like a big, I mean, everyone loves nachos, but now since I've started dating Sam, she's, uh, I mean, we have nachos all the time now. Um, yeah. I mean, I think her combo is, is pretty perfect. Uh, it's all about not getting them soggy though. Cause like, man, it's just like the worst when you just get like soggy nachos, like mm-hmm. on the bottom. So layering is definitely important you can't just throw everything on the top you know because then you get all these chips on the bottom that don't have anything good on it so but i mean if you do have all the dry chips you can kind of make your own little thing and then you have all those chips that aren't soggy too so that's true true. Mm -hmm. just depends you know i kind of like the idea of just having the chips separate and then you just like kind of like yeah mm -hmm. is that what you said you know no i wish like anytime we order them i just always want to like get the cheese separate because that's what makes it soggy i think right or if like we go to get like pick up food i always make sure we pick it up like in a timely manner so the nachos aren't soggy by the time we get home (laughs) all right uh so thank you for the question chuck and teddy of course uh next question doesn't like nachos yeah i mean i don't eat them um 
that often to be honest you know i don't what? Have, i don't have a salmon in my life you to don't like, eat them every day no I, I don't eat them every day uh if, wow. if i do it's i'm very plain with it just like the nachos and the cheese like i don't put oh yeah that too else, so do you have like a guilty pleasure when it comes to food like what's something you wish you could eat all day every day but unfortunately you can't oh chicken wings like chicken wings, chicken wings and wonton soup if, if I could have those two things oh. every single day, I would. So, all right. So next question is from Shaylin. She asks, have you guys ever thought about doing a top five most cringy lines of the year at your year and you review? That could be. Fun. Never thought of it, but I like it. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any from this year already. Oh, I'm sure I, I, I got one this year. Got like, I, I, Let's hear it. I, I've just won. It, it, it like. <laughs> It lives rent-free in my mind because I think it's one of the worst <laughs> lines in horror history. And that's, um, I'm Sydney fucking Prescott. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, what? anyone who talks to them about themselves in the third person, <laughs> unless it's like a joke, like The Rock, you know? Uh, yeah. It's just, I'm Sydney fucking Prescott. Like, come on. Are you so high on yourself that <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I, that line really rubbed me the wrong way in Scream this yeah. year. Yeah. So. I feel like that yeah. was definitely as you guys say it for the fans like sydney <laughs> wouldn't corny. have said that yeah. yeah what about evil dies tonight like yeah, that, one that was, of the that, five million yeah. times that... that that would have been the top five right there last year, last year yeah <laughs> that would have been yeah. number one from last year 100 yep. percent. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good line yeah. but fucking they used it so much in that movie that it, yeah it just... maybe like twice it would be great mm. but all right or when he's like, he's an apex predator. He needs to be stopped. <laughs> I don't know what that fucking means. Apex. I just think of um, the predator and like a- alien versus the predator. I don't even know what apex means. It's like top predator. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Like dominant. Relax. Yeah, like a dominant. All right, Tommy Doyle. <laughs> apex. Oh, come on. <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of bad lines in that movie. Yeah, actually, there's some bad that's lines good... in this movie. So today, yeah, well, yeah, but I feel like that was kind of intentional. But right. we'll get to it. Uh, but yeah, that's a good idea. I'll, I'm gonna have to start writing some down when I hear them. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like I t- for stuff like that, it's very specific, and I tend to forget. <laughs> like by the time mm-hmm. we get to right. the end show, so I'd have to think about it in advance. So if mm-hmm. I hear any, I'll uh, I'll definitely jot them down. down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next question is from uh, I think that's Asa. Uh, what music group slash artist would you like to see make a horror film? Good question. I mean, I guess like uh, Slipknot would be fun because like they're already kind of like horror based and they got the creepy masks and stuff like that. So I feel like they could do something pretty gnarly. Mm, I don't know. Does it have to be someone that's already spooky-ish? Not necessarily. No. I mean, rumor is the weekend's getting his own Halloween horror night. Yeah, so. I mean, Foo Fighters oh, just yeah. made a fucking like horror film. So yeah. that's Foo Fighters aren't spooky either. Really. All right. True. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I guess I'll be basic and say like Billie Eilish or Taylor Swift if I'm going the pop route. All right. I actually think Billie Eilish had a Halloween Horror Nights house last year, I believe. Really? Oh, yeah. So. I wasn't sure if that was like her house because I kept seeing all these photos of her as Sally or maybe she performed I don't know what the hell they do over at Disney but she like performed as Sally for something I don't know what it was but I'm like oh that's fun mm-hmm. yeah so she seems to be, at least be a horror fan so at least there's that uh, could mm-hmm. be interesting to see a horror movie make from her from 
Yeah, yeah some of her early videos were kind of spooky. Yeah, I remember her album cover was like kind of creepy. It had like I think she was like it looked like a ring face type thing going on there mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean Slipknot is like to me the obvious choice because I mean they're mm-hmm. kind of the one of the horror groups, you know. Uh, right. It's like Marilyn Manson or stuff like that. But I'm going to go Eminem. And the reason I'm going to go Eminem is for two reasons. One, he has a lot of horror references in his songs. Uh, if you listen to a song called 3AM, it's like all about horror references and stuff like that. And it's very good. And the first time I saw him in concert, he uh, he came, he, he has like his birth house because the album was, uh, he had like his birth house behind it, which kind of looks like a like a abandoned cabin. And he had that in the background and he came out as Jason Voorhees, like uh, mm-hmm. wearing overalls and with a chainsaw and shit like that. And he was making sparks and shit. And then eventually the cops like catch him (laughs) during the concert and he goes away, which is like his way of having like a little intermission. And then he got the electric chair and then it like blew up and then he dies. And then people like years later go to his house to see, like to learn about his legend. And his house was like the Blair Witch Project. (laughs) But instead of written, like instead of handprints everywhere, it was like, hi, my name is, my name is, my name is. Like, you know, it's like, oh, that's amazing, <laughs> actually. That's like, fun. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think, you know, he's obviously a horror fan. So I think he could do something mm-hmm. really cool. And his one movie is actually really good. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that would be my pick. Nice. Um, next question is from Mondo. 24 hours to survive any horror villain of your choosing. Who do you go with? Um, I guess I would go Leatherface because, like, he has no send, he has like no sort of like supernatural tendencies or anything like that. Um, just a normal guy, so I feel like if you can just kind of hide or fast enough, maybe you could survive it. Yeah, that's a good one, and I feel like he's slow enough. I was thinking Michael would be pretty easy to survive too. He has the supernatural tendencies, though. Yeah, so. but you just, if you just keep running and keep looking out, like, I don't teleport, think... though. <laughs> he does not teleport. Yes, he does. How did he get up? Like, he gets places, like, super fast. Like, he'll just show up out of nowhere. No, he does not teleport. <laughs> it seems like it. <laughs> um, Freddy Krueger. I can stay away 24 hours. That's not that. Oh, hard. yeah. <laughs> you know, like... Easy peasy. <laughs> It depends yeah. which movie. Man, he's broken speed. rules before where he's like, like I was talking to Sam, like, because we're, we're next week, spoiler alert, we're going to do sequel, like a sequel because it's episode 222. And I was talking to Sam yesterday about uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 and how they like broke the rules because Freddy comes out of the dream world, which is like, why well, I really hate that one, honestly. Um, so I guess it depends which Freddy we're getting. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so my alternate choice would be the shark from Jaws and I'll just have drinks on the beach. And wait. <laughs> so yep. wait it out. As long as I don't right. go in there, I'm all good. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of them. But some of them, like who, who do you absolutely think you wouldn't survive? Like which horror villain do you think you have the least amount of time that you're probably going to survive in? I mean, probably if you're sleeping, Freddy, like 100, he's going to get yeah. you. Like there's mm-hmm. no, you can't escape him. You know, right? Um, Jason. Probably too, because like he definitely teleports like a hundred percent. Like he just shows up out of nowhere. So I don't definitely don't think I would survive him either. What about Sam from Trick or Treat? Would be hard because it's like you never know what it's going to be. 
Like it comes yeah. out of nowhere. I feel like I, I just don't like every time like I hear Sam. Like I just don't think of him as like a killer. Like I know he did kill that like one guy, but that's like the only guy we ever see him really like kill. Well, maybe he kills someone in the beginning of the movie too. But we just I just feel like we don't know enough about Sam. Well, like, like the I think of maybe not think of him as like a killer, but like his universe. Yeah. Like I feel like he's sure. kind of in charge of everything. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, he can get around too. Like we see he like climbs on fucking ceilings and shit. <laughs> he's so cute. <laughs> yeah, that's what's gonna get you. So you think he's innocent because he's small, but uh, yeah, right. He'll fuck you up. <laughs> what he did to oh, that yeah. woman at the beginning was pretty fucking right. rough. So yeah, uh, and that's all the questions we got. So thank you everyone for the questions. We could not do the segment without you. And now a little coffee break with Deadly Grounds Coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Alrighty, what watched, ladies and gentlemen? So, Sam or Steve, what you guys been watching? I don't think I have anything. All right, Steve, All right. what you been watching? Yeah, I'm just gonna <laughs> pull it up here. One second. Sure. Do we have anything, Joe? I I got one. I mean, we get like non-horror stuff. <laughs> this is a horror podcast. Yeah, you know, sometimes people like to hear other stuff too. I guess if you're. <laughs> If you got a, a suggestion for a show or something. Um, all right. So the first one I watch is a movie uh, from 2014 and it is over on Tubi and it's called Trophy Heads. So this is a full moon uh, picture where a guy decides that he wants to uh, own like different female uh, full moon horror legends by chopping their head off and putting them on his wall. So the movie is about this guy trying to chase these female like horror like icons of the full moon catalog and try to build up his trophy heads. So it's really interesting because he kidnaps them and then puts them in jail. And these are all actual like actresses from full moon pictures as themselves. And they have a lot of like crazy banter within each other. They like compare each other's films. You know, they talk about stuff like uh, Head of the Family and uh, Evil Bong and, um, you know, a ton of other stuff. Like there's Linnea Quigley in here. There's Robin Sidney in this. Um, you know, it's just uh, Bring Stevens. Like there's a lot of the full moon kind of girls fighting over who's the better, I guess, full moon girl. And it also spans like different kind of generations. So you have like the older full moon girls kind of, talking about the newer full moon girls and it's, it's a really interesting film uh, i really did not expect to like this but i kind of enjoyed it it's it's fun has a lot of fun references to old films that i've seen and you know if, if i'd watched this like even a year ago i don't know if i would appreciate it as much but i watch a lot of full moon pictures in the last um a year so now i've seen a lot of these movies and uh I would recommend it. If you like Full Moon especially, I say this is one to watch. That's Trophy Heads over on Tubi. Nice. Always always fun to have a good little Full Moon movie in there. Uh, all right. 
All right, my uh, my first and only one really tonight is a 2022 release. Uh, currently just available on VOD, no streaming uh, services yet. Uh, but this one is an Irish horror movie called You Are Not My Mother. Uh, I heard a little bit of buzz about this one in some of the horror groups, so I decided to uh, check it out. Uh, this one is about a uh, probably like teenage girl who uh, her uh, her mother basically like her mother. Um, I don't know. There's like something just off about her. Like she seems to be in some like deep depression or something like that. Uh, so she's running late for school. She asks her mother to uh, take her to school. Um, and her mom, you know, slowly gets out of bed, starts driving her to school. And just like something's like, you, you can tell just something's like really off about the mom. Uh, and she almost drives the two of them into like oncoming traffic. Uh, in which case the girl like gets out of the car and is like, mom, what's wrong with you? Um, and she just walks the rest of the way to the school. She gets out of school, finds her, the mom's car with no one in it. And the mom has gone missing. Um, so uh, the mom resurfaces a few hours later and she's completely, uh, different. And the rest of the movie kind of follows this, uh, teenager, uh, this teenage girl trying to kind of decipher what is wrong with the mother. And I'll leave it at that. Um, this, uh, this was like a really nice surprise actually. Um, I, didn't know what to expect because the, the poster is like really generic and I was like oh man like I just I don't know if this is going to be any good or not but it was very very well done um it's super it has some like really genuinely creepy moments um great atmospheric horror um throughout it's like I mean I guess it's a slow burn it but it's not really a slow burn it's more just like a build like it, it just like you know there's stuff like happening like throughout like just like with the mom and stuff like that but it's just like it does a really good job of building up the tension and the dread on um you know for the scenes when it does hit and come um so yeah I mean I would definitely would recommend this one it's definitely like top 10 in my top 10 right now will it stay there maybe maybe not we'll see I mean it's not going to be like top of the list or anything like that but it's definitely uh, worth a watch it's also like um a movie you can take a lot of different ways it's definitely um you know, steeped in some metaphors and stuff like that. I think it would actually make for a really good discussion um, and whatnot as well. So yeah, check it out. You're not my mother. Um, all right. So my last one this week is another full moon feature uh, that I watched over on Tubi, of course, which is from 1996. And it is Head of the Family. Uh, because of uh, Trophy Heads, I they were talking about Head of the Family because the main actress in this one is one of the girls that's uh, taken prisoner in uh, Trophy Head. So I wanted to check this one out. I'd had it on my list forever, but I had actually never seen it. So in this one, these uh, three kind of really weird people are hanging out in a town. Uh, there's this one really big, strong guy who uh, like is a little slow. Then there's this really hot, like blonde girl. And then there's this really lanky, kind of weird looking guy. And they just kind of go about their business they're very mysterious and they get into it with somebody at a store because uh the guy's hitting on the blonde girl and you know they kind of take it personally and stuff like that so a bunch of stuff happens and a guy ends up at that house having seen 
then kill someone or at least kidnap someone. So he writes a letter to his lawyer explaining everything that he saw. And then he goes there to kind of negotiate with them to get someone killed and then later to get money uh, like every week in exchange of him not like getting the lawyer to release this to the DA's office or something by saying that if I don't call them at this time every week or go see them at this time every week, uh, the information is going to release. So when he goes to the house, he meets the fourth member of this family, which is this just basically giant head on a super little body. And he talks about being like attached to his three other uh, siblings, uh, like kinetically and this crazy ass adventure ensues. This is typical full moon of the, uh, of the 1990s. It's fucking crazy. The story is kind of weak, but I was entertained because the creatures are really cool. The head of the family is a really cool design. Like I'm very impressed by how they did that character. There's a shit ton of nudity. So if you're into that, this is definitely one that you want to see. Uh, there are some gross parts, like uh, the head of the family like licks a girl's tits and stuff, which is super weird. But I don't. He, he, the full moon has a thing about having like weird stuff, kind of you know sexually assaulting women. Uh, you know, same thing in Reanimator with the head, and I don't know. I guess it's a thing for them. But uh, yeah, other than it kind of being a really stupid story and never really goes anywhere. You know, it's a lot of just conversations between. Myron, the head of the family, and that guy or the girl. But still, I think it's an enjoyable watch and at least worth a one-time visit. So that's Head of the Family from 1996 over on Tubi. Nice. I don't think I've ever seen that one, actually. Alrighty. Um, I'll have to check it out. Uh, but yeah, I don't think anyone else has anything this week. Um, in non-horror, what watched, Sam and I started the show about Uber over on Showtime, um, which has been kind of interesting. That's not what it's called. It's about Uber, I said. It's uh, called I thought you said pumped. it's called Uber. Yeah. yeah, the show is called Super Pumped. And it's about basically the origins of Uber. And it's really interesting. I didn't really know all of the origins of it. So it stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which is Sam's boyfriend. So <laughs> it's got a good cast. Yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Uma Thurman, and all that. So yeah, it's been so far pretty good. Yeah, And you also watched WrestleMania, right? <gasps> oh yes. my gosh, Yes. <laughs> And watch some of it too, yeah. Oh, yeah, what, what it was fun. I really liked it. Well, I only started watching it because um Logan Paul was in it, and so I just wanted to see what that was like. And I was really impressed with him. Like, I feel like he should totally do more wrestling stuff. He did really good. He was like a great yeah. performer, you know. Mm-hmm. He did, and it seems like they're setting up another match with him and the Miz. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens with that but yeah it was just cool i mainly watched it because i knew stone cold was coming back and there was rumor whether he was actually going to wrestle or not and he ended up actually wrestling and doing like a full match and then apparently in oh. night two which i didn't watch night two he uh he got into a thing with mr mcmahon who actually had a match apparently with like being like 80 years old or whatever fucking I, which i can't believe he actually got in the ring and, and wrestled but good for him guys guy still has it apparently yeah he's he, he jacked like i don't know if you saw pictures was he? It, but yeah. yeah but he took the worst stone cold stunner maybe ever like <laughs> I have it's to see the, it. oh my god it's it's like stone cold is laughing it's so bad like it's yeah. so bad um but on the other end uh, pat mcafee who's like a I think he's a radio host right now. 
Um, yeah. He had a match too, and he's the one who en- ended up getting into it with Vince McMahon. He took mm. probably one of the nicest stunners like ever. Really? So yeah, nice. it's like, yeah, it's it crazy. They had a lot of celebrity stuff. Uh, you know, Logan Paul, you said, uh, Pat McAfee is another one. They had uh, the Jackass crew, like they had a match. Johnny Knoxville oh, that's right, yeah. had a match and Wee Man like slammed Sami Zayn is like, holy shit. Like, it's definitely <laughs> yeah, a spectacle. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was one of my, it was one of the better ones I've seen in a few years. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not really, don't really watch wrestling much, but I do always watch WrestleMania and usually Royal Rumble. I really like the Royal Rumble. So those are kind of the two I watch every year. But yeah, WrestleMania pretty damn good this year. All right, so are we ready to get into some horror news before we review Studio 666? All righty. Yeah, no trivia this week, guys, with Todd being out, but it will be back uh, in a couple weeks because Todd will also be out next week as well. But, uh, yeah, we're going to be doing a sequel, um, so keep an eye out on the Discord for that. You will have you guys vote on that. But, all right, a couple of uh, really big horror stories broke um, this week. Um, Probably the biggest is the announcement of Pennywise returning to the small screen as they have announced Welcome to Derry, which will be uh, a TV series over on HBO Max. Um, The series will likely explore the origin story of Pennywise the Clown, as well as the dawn of the 27-year curse that haunts the small main town. Um, The project officially, apparently like it's officially not like in production or anything yet but uh the writer's room has convened on it so i assume we'll be getting it sometime within the next couple of years um i haven't heard any news about whether you know bill skarsgård will be coming back as pennywise i highly doubt it honestly um but you never know i guess uh we'll keep you up to date on that but uh yeah any thoughts on this i actually think he will come back you think he's gonna come back? Um, yeah. I mean, I haven't he heard was, anything. He was in that uh, Stephen King show, like uh, what do you call it? Oh, that's right. Yeah, Castle uh, Rock. Castle. Yeah, that's right. He was in Castle Rock, and that seemed like mm-hmm. a smaller project. Um, you know, he made, I mean, a lot of money, and was definitely got a lot more famous by doing it. So I, I could see him coming back. And they kind of teased, you know, a prequel a little bit in it, Chapter Two. I right. believe it was by showing pictures of him uh, back in the day and stuff. So. Yeah, I think it'd be really cool, especially if he's involved. If he's not, it'll still be cool, but you know, I guess I'll be less excited about it. But if it is, I think right. it'd be uh, really fucking awesome. Yeah, I guess like how could you not bring him back, right? Like I feel like you couldn't do the show without him because like if you have someone, another actor portraying Pennywise, it, it just would be kind of weird. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Because I, I mean, Andy Muschietti and uh, his wife Barbara, um, Andy who of course directed and Barbara who produced, are coming back for the tv series so i would assume they would have already kind of confirmed with bill that he would come back for this um but uh also uh, a little bit more about it uh the se- the series um is scheduled is supposed to begin in the 1960s in the time leading up to the events of it part one um so that's really uh all we know right now but yeah we'll keep you guys up to date sam what do you think about this one you excited for an it return oh phone. i think she's on the phone oh okay talking to her agent why the fuck <laughs> am i still on this i quit last yeah, week right. am i getting I extra for these two episodes <laughs> <laughs> uh and so in other it news actually uh screenbox which is the new streaming platform has announced that they will exclusively be um premiering the pennywise documentary which was is called pennywise the story of it 
this is uh, going to be a really in-depth look at the original It miniseries uh, directed by John Campopiano, uh, who um, actually is like a really cool guy. I've actually met him before. He also um, did the Unearthed Pet Cemetery documentary, which I believe you saw as well, Steve. I believe you talked about it on the show before. It's a really good in-depth uh, Pennywise documentary. I believe he's also working on a Jaws documentary as well. But uh, this one is going to be really in-depth. It's going to have a ton of interviews. He basically got like the entire cast, original cast back, including Tim Curry. Um, he even got Zeph Green back. He got, um, uh, what's that girl from uh, Ginger Snaps there? I forget her name. But yeah, <laughs> yeah but he's, uh, you know, he's basically got the entire cast back. So I'm really excited for this one. Um, it will be, so like I said, it's going to be running on Screenbox, which I don't, see an official release date for it yet but i'm sure it'll be popping up uh sometime this year so keep an eye out for that for those of you who subscribe to uh screenbox which i believe is bloody disgustings i believe i believe came so, out with yeah. that one mm-hmm. yeah so i mean that's something i definitely want to check out so i might have to just uh subscribe for a month just right. to check that one out yeah all righty in other news Daniel Kaluuya, is that how you pronounce his name? He, Daniel Kaluuya, all right. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya uh, has been announced. He is going to be writing a thriller slash horror movie for Netflix. Uh, So, of course, he will be starring in Nope coming up here. But uh, Netflix has hired him to write a movie. Um, The movie is going to be called The Kitchen. Uh, It will be set in London 2044, a future where the gap between rich and poor has been stretched to its limits. All forms of social housing have been eradicated, and London's working class have been forced to live in temporary accommodations on the outskirts of the the city. Uh, The story will follow... Izzy, a resident who is desperately trying to find a way out, and 12-year-old Benji, who has lost his mother and is searching for a family as they battle to survive. So sounds like a sort of dystopian um, future-style uh, thriller. But yeah, that will be coming in 2023, so keep an eye out for that. Um, that's pretty cool. I, li- I like to see that. That uh, I-, I mean, he's a great actor, and I'm excited to see what he does with um, writing. Alrighty, and uh, next bit of news here is The Walking Dead has officially wrapped on its final season. Um, filming has finally uh, finished up. Uh, Steve probably has more info on this of when the season is actually going to finish. So go ahead, Steve, take it over. <laughs> yeah, so we're one ep- at the time of recording, we're one episode away from the end of part two of the last season, which is a three-part mm-hmm. thing. So they're eight episodes left after that which should end around probably halloween uh i think yeah i think the day was somewhere like right around halloween where it would end like the 29th or something um so that you know it's a it's definitely closing with chapter but at the same time you know like when a show is ending like that usually i'd be like oh man that really sucks because i i've been watching that show like forever but they're like fucking four spinoffs so <laughs> yeah I right. mean, is it really ending <laughs> you know like no it's just I guess the main line, but we're going to see a ton of stories. They already confirmed that there's a Negan and Maggie spinoff coming out, uh, which is going to be like a one season kind of like six episode story, um, which is, seems to be what they're going to go into. Like instead of doing seasons of stuff, they're going to go into like like a set amount of episodes to kind of tell like a one-time story, which I like because you know yeah. they want to stretch it out. And that's kind of what happened with Walking Dead is they stretched out you know the comics a little too far 
Um, so I'm excited for the future of the show, but it's going to be interesting to see how they close it off. You know, we already know Maggie and Negan are going to survive. We know Carol and Daryl are going to survive because they have a spinoff and uh, there's rumors Rick is going to come back and it'll be exciting for Walking Dead fans, I think. Mm-hmm. Is it a rumor? I thought like he's confirmed for the movies. Like already. Yeah, he is confirmed is for there... the movies. I'm talking okay. about the show, like the act. The show. Okay. Yeah, there's rumors that he'll show up at some point to set up the movies. You know. Um, gotcha. Uh, so yeah, so I'm excited to see him again because he was my favorite, and uh, I'm I'm anxious to see how it ends. You know, the problem it's right now with nine episodes to go. The Walking Dead is making the same mistake all these shows make, is that they're still introducing new people and new storylines this close to the end and so many shows make this mistake like you know the show's ending close off the stories you have don't start fucking making new ones you know Uh, don't introduce new characters don't go into new territories unless it really like you need it to complete some stories i think they should be closing the chapters but we'll see how it ends yeah no definitely um yeah i find that interesting i'm i think i definitely would jump on for like a one season thing you know like i I feel like i'm too far gone to like try to catch up with the show at this point but yeah best of luck to that i'll probably i'll definitely check out the movies anyway i'm sure we'll cover the movie because i feel like it'll be like a big uh thing so we'll see all right in news i don't think anyone saw coming or anyone was expecting um dark knight of the scarecrow part two 40 years later, after the original movie, we are getting a sequel. It apparently has already been made. It is going to be hitting on Blu-ray May 10th. Uh, So, yeah, Sam and I actually watched the trailer the other day, and it looks like terrible. Like, just fucking absolute trash. I was like, why would you make a sequel 40 years later and just put out something this bad? Like, it looks like about as low budget as low budget you can get so um garbage. I mean, it look yeah it looks pure garbage so i don't know like literally i'm sure know. that they use like a <laughs> halloween decoration of like a ping pong ball that's supposed to be an eye and it falls out on someone's shoe and it's literally yeah. a ping pong ball it's really like bad. how yeah. dare you how dare yeah you, you i can't i'm so upset <laughs> yeah sam is like one of the I know Todd didn't like it. I don't know. Have you seen it, Steve, the original? I Dark haven't. Scarecrow? Yeah, I haven't either. I, I I know Sam's a big fan of it, though. And uh, it's considered one of the best made-for-TV, like, horror movies, like, ever made. I'll have to check it out at some point. But it's just, like, so bizarre that they would choose this property to make something 40 years later and to honestly just kind of, like, spit in its face. Like, if, I'm telling you, if you go and watch this trailer, you'll know what I'm talking about. But I if anyone does want to... Feature for our podcast yeah right yeah yeah maybe mate yeah it's coming out soon may 10th so that that could be a good one to do um but yeah so anyone that doesn't want to check it out blu-ray may 10th and in our last bit of horror news tonight is the other massive story that came about uh this week uh one another one i don't think really many people saw coming is the crow is coming back with bill skarsgård two star in the lead role of Eric Draven. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is a much better choice than the Jason Momoa Crow movie we were originally supposed to get. This seems like a much better uh, casting choice. Uh, but yeah, so uh, the Crow uh, is set to... Actually, no other information really besides the casting of Bill Skarsgård here. Um, but I know that um, the original writer is coming back to um, produce this at least 
So yeah, um, yeah. Anyone else thoughts? It was great. So uh, hopefully it's a lot like the first one and not a lot like the sequels. Um, I didn't really like the sequels. I don't know if you guys saw them, but um, no. I think he's he could make a good Eric Draven. I think he uh, he has the acting chops for it, and I'm excited to see what he does with it. So yeah, I'll watch it. I'll watch it too. And I actually haven't seen the original. I don't think unless I saw it when I was a kid, but um, I'll have nothing to compare it to. So I think I'll like it either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually I do have a little bit of news here. So the project is well into pre-production uh, and they plan to start filming in June with uh, a budget of $50 million. So, yeah. So good we'll budget. keep you up to date on that. What? Yeah. Good. It's, yeah, it's definitely. a big budget for a, for a horror film. Yeah. Like usually even the biggest horror films are like 10 million. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, also they got producers, um, a few producers from Resident Evil and the Silent Hill franchises on board, um, as well as um, a Guns Akimbo producer, which uh, Guns Akimbo is a great movie, by the way, if anyone never, never seen it. Not horror related, but uh, fun. Definitely a fun movie. But yeah, so the, um, yeah, so Skarsgård, I think, can definitely pull this off. I mean, obviously, no one's ever going to top what brandon lee did or anything like that but um i think it'll be in good hands with him i you know he did was great no one thought he could pull off pennywise the way curry did and some people think he surpassed you know curry as pennywise so we'll see how he take how he does taking on eric draven and yeah so that is it for horror news this week one last thing i do want to mention actually speaking of uh, the crow uh coming up very soon we're getting uh the new season of cursed over on shutter um oh, I, yeah. I really love that show it's super interesting so you know i'm sure we'll talk about it during the month i think it's this month in april and uh yeah i'm psyched you know if you haven't watched it uh they covered the crow they covered uh, poltergeist they covered i think they covered the exorcist maybe not that I, I might be thinking of an exorcist documentary but uh definitely check it out and i think it'll be a fun season of hearing all the great stories and crazy stories and sad stories about horror films uh pretty cool yeah no definitely i'm excited for that season one was really cool so i'll definitely be checking that out uh all righty you guys ready to get into some studio 666 do it all righty all right studio 666 a 2022 release directed by bj mcdonald starring all of the members of the foo fighters along with whitney cummings will forte uh leslie grossman and jeff garland uh, so yeah, so basically, uh, this one is about uh, the Foo Fighters who are going to be uh, filming their tenth studio album. They don't want to uh, make the album in you know a regular studio anymore, so they decide, let's go do it in uh, a house. We'll go find a house. Little do they know that this house is basically possessed by something, some sort of demons or something like that. And yeah, and basically a demon uh, possesses Dave Grohl and hilarity and insanity ensues uh, from there. And that's uh, basically, oh, I failed to mention Jenna Ortega also um, has a nice thing in this, as well as a great cameo, which we'll get into, I'm sure, by uh, John Carpenter, who also scored the movie, interestingly enough, as well. So yeah, there's a lot, there's uh, definitely some fun to be had here. Uh, So yeah, uh, Sam. You want to start us off? Like, let us know what your initial thoughts were about this one. And are you a fan of the Foo Fighters? Definitely a fan of the Foo Fighters. Um, so I was looking forward to this. I think 
I don't know. I feel like maybe it was Todd. He wasn't looking forward to it and didn't want to watch it. But I was like, they do such cool music videos that I feel like a horror movie is right up their alley. So yeah, I was really pumped for this. Uh, it was a good watch. I will say I loved that Whitney Cummings was in it. The John Carpenter cameo was a good surprise. Uh, the only thing it was just way too long. Like I was so bored because it was so long. I was like, all right, we fucking get it. Um, but you know, I mean, the acting's not the best, of course, literally they're just playing. They're not, they're just themselves just doing like improv line reading, whatever you want to call it. Um, I loved though, when they were like jamming, that was like one of my favorite parts, just hearing their music and watching them play their guitars and the drums and Dave Grohl is a babe. Um, but yeah, my only complaint was that it was just too long and I was like itching for it to be over with. I kept asking Joe, I'm like, when is this going to end? Um, but yeah, it was, it was fun. I mean, what I expected If you're not a fan of the Foo Fighters, I don't think you should watch it because you'll probably hate it. And I don't want to hear your negative feedback. So save it for some other person because I'm not here for it. I hate the Foo Fighters. They're terrible. Really? Uh, No, no. I I was like, wow. (laughs) No, I actually really like the Foo Fighters. Uh, I'm especially a fan of Dave Grohl because I grew up in Nirvana. Uh, That was one of my favorite bands growing up. So uh, I was like to see this, you know, when... uh, I think Joe brought it up. I'm like, yeah, I'd definitely review that. Unfortunately, I wish it was under better circumstances. Uh, you know, we're doing it because uh, the drummer Taylor Hawkins passed away. But still, I'm uh, happy I watched this. Uh, the best way I could describe this film is if a group of amateur filmmakers made a movie with their buddies, but their dad gave them a big budget for it, you know? And they that's how this movie felt. It's like a group of buddies were just having fun. And uh, you get both the good and bad of that. Uh, the bad being the dialogue is terrible. The story doesn't really make sense. The acting is atrocious for most of it anyway. But the horror is actually good. Like, I really liked a lot of the horror scenes in this. It had memorable kills. It had kind of scary demons. It had a good atmosphere. I wasn't prepared for how good the horror would be in this. I, that's not what I expected out of this. And I was pleasantly surprised. Um, there were some really random fucking scenes in this. Uh, John Carpenter making a cameo, but even more so fucking Lionel Richie making cameo like out of nowhere (laughs) as Dave Grohl is singing hello. (laughs) It's so, uh, so random, but I love stuff like that when I get surprised. And I think the biggest issue is what Sam said. Um, It's too long. You know, a movie like this really should have stayed at like maybe an hour 15, you know, just kind of get the story going and then go right into the horror that you spend a lot of time just hanging out with the band as they're talking eating Doritos because this movie is obviously sponsored by Doritos you see it all the fucking time (laughs) (laughs) um yeah I uh, but overall even though it was kind of a bad movie I really liked it yeah, I, I mean, I echo like a ton of what you guys uh, just said. Uh, I, 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 I am a big Foo Fighters fan. I've seen them live a few times. They always put on like a, a kick-ass show. Just like I'm a huge Dave Grohl fan as well. Um, so I was, yeah, I was really excited uh, to check this one out. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's a mixed bag, you know. And it's like, to be fair, it's like not really a movie. Like, I mean, it really is just seems like just you know the Foo Fighters wanted to fight. And they, you know, I even watched an interview with Dave Grohl who said like we weren't expecting this to like be like anything. He's like, I wrote this movie. He's like, we were just going to fuck around. Like, 
and just kind of make this movie. And then like producers started coming in. He's like, and then like, it just like spitballed into something we were not expecting. He's like, he's like, I remember we were watching back like the dailies. He's like, Oh my God, this is like a real movie that's actually happening here. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's like, you can't really like fault them that obviously they're like a huge band and people wanted to be like, they, that were kind of like, yeah, I, I feel like this was like, this should have been like a 30 minute short, like, right. That they like released on YouTube or something like that. But instead it, it got like, just, you know, too big. And they ended up making, man, I cannot believe this movie's almost two hours long. It's like, it's, it's like, what the fuck? Like that's the, that, and that is, that's the, it, the biggest fault of this movie is that it's, you know, it's an hour and like 48 minutes long to be exact. And it's just too goddamn long. Like it would have been like such a fun little short, but instead like you just get a lot of like repetitive scenes like of them just kind of like playing like instruments and stuff like that and like hey maybe if it was like a Foo Fighters concert and they played some songs or something like that but instead it's just kind of them like jamming and shit and it just you know after a while it just kind of gets old um but like Steve said I mean man the practical effects are fantastic in this um there's just like all the kills are really like inventive and cool uh and yeah, I mean, you know, the, the the bits of comedy here and there do work from t- time to time. But, you know, like I was even reading today that uh, Taylor Hawkins, he improvised every single line in the movie. He did not go off the, like the script or whatever. He just kind of. So, I mean, you know, you kind of get to know what you're getting into here. Um, I think if, you know, if you're a fan of the Foo Fighters, I, I would check it out. Otherwise, I think you can skip this one and you're not going to miss much. I I appreciated. There's a lot of nods to like horror movies here. You get a nod to the Exorcist, you get nods to evil dead, you get nods to nightmare on Elm street and stuff. So, I mean, you know, there's definitely some fun to be had if you are just like a horror fan seeing Carpenter in here was great and it scored great. Like, cause obviously Carpenter scores it. So there, I mean, there's, there is some great stuff in there, but just, man, the length really kills this one for me. Like a lot, it kills it a lot. Cause it was like, it felt like a chore at times to get through this. I, um, ended up, um, I ended up, uh, quite a few times actually checking the runtime, uh, like while I was watching it to be like, Oh man, how much longer does this got? And I saw it had like 45 minutes. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like, what more, what more can you do here? But yeah, I mean, yeah. So yeah, I mean, just the length kills this one, but everything, you know, it is so fun. Like I, I don't hate that I watched it, but, uh, yeah. Some of the CGI was awful though. Yeah, yeah, obviously, but <laughs> but they, but they yeah. didn't over rely on CGI, which is surprising. They right. actually did a lot of practical, which was nice. And I agree with Steve. I liked the kills; those were fun. No, the kills are great. Yeah, because I mean that chainsaw scene with Whitney Cummings uh, and uh, one of the band members. I mean that was fucking awesome. Like I, I loved that. Shit. I mean, honestly, all of them were great, but that one just sticks out to me. That, that was the best kill to me. I think. Yeah, um, it's just. Yep unexpectedly gruesome um yeah there's some scenes in this i was just like scratching my head like what what are they going for here uh so there's a whole sequence where we see every band member like what they do in their room and it's so awkward (laughs) like you have one like jacking off you have one who's sleeping in the kitchen and you know it was just so odd (laughs) you know but i don't know i don't know if it was like comedy or man they're just padding that runtime just adding all this stuff yeah yeah how long is the runtime for this 146 i think if i remember because i I, like joe i kept checking the super yeah well even before we started watching it joe told me the runtime and i was like i already started throwing a fit i was like why is it so long like no yeah absolutely 
Um, some of the notes I wrote about the movie. Uh, first, so is Jenna Ortega going to be in everything this year? <laughs> I feel like she keeps I hope up so. in every fucking movie. She's <laughs> awesome. Like, she's great. She's great, yeah. Um, she's already, like, in three of my top ten so far <laughs> this year. So <laughs> it's uh, pretty impressive. Uh, the movie starts off really well. You know, you get a bloody kill, like, in the first three yeah. minutes, which is really cool. Um, the house. So they go to this house. It's super, like, broken and dilapidated outside. But inside, totally fine, which I thought was a little weird. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I thought that was an interesting thing. Um, the the Krug haunting. So Krug is um, like a sound guy, and he gets burnt at some point by electricity, by very terrible CGI electricity at that. Uh, I liked his haunting. I thought it was actually pretty scary, especially when he haunts him in the room and stuff, and you first, like, his head kind of pops in there, and he's got red eyes, and... Mm-hmm. There are some like pretty scary scenes, you know, um, like obviously, you know, we're older, so we don't get scared by stuff like that. But I can see a kid getting scared by some of the demon eyes that keep popping up throughout this film, um, which I, again, didn't expect. I thought this would be more comedy than like straight horror. But they had some really interesting horror. Um, what are some of your other favorite kills? I mean, there are, we see almost every band member get killed. So, Right. Um, actually, fun fact about Krug, he's actually the lead guitarist. Um for the band slayer so oh, for those of you who might not, yeah mm-hmm. nice. yeah um i actually you know uh taylor hawking's kill you know rest in peace to him but his kill was great with the mm-hmm. the symbol going through half of his body that was, was pretty awesome yeah i like that one too yeah mm-hmm. the barbecue kill i thought was cool like you see his face oh, really yeah. like melting on the oh, barbecue yeah. it was pretty crazy um what he, else he, was there uh, there's one that gets run over by a truck. His face is like oh, his head, yeah, like explodes. explodes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that that was another one. Um, what else was there? there? There are a few of them. Like there are quite a few kills. I think I mean, they were Gen- all pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, Jenna Ortega gets her head smashed in. Yeah, just yeah, bloody that, fucking yep. mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's wild. Yeah, it's just it's just they really went for it. Like they like okay, how can we kill you in a way that is super impressive and they did a really good right. job and there's even gross stuff like the dead raccoon uh like <laughs> all sprawled out and on the wall and stuff so mm-hmm. yeah it's this is, they like totally ripped off evil dead though right like oh, this yeah. is like it's it's almost like an evil dead fan film like almost like evil yeah. dead yeah for what, you have like basically a necronomicon like necronomicon just, yep <laughs> uh but all, like you said there's nods to the burning you know uh with yeah the, there the is sheer, yeah the, the sheer kill the Yep. Um, and even when we don't see that necessarily the kill is great, you see the body later and it's all like there's that, that one guy is like in the tree and all like decapitated and shit like that. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I know it's funny. And actually, you know, as bad as most of the acting was, because I don't think the band members were all that good, Dave Grohl wasn't bad. Like, I, I, I thought, thought so, yeah. So mm-hmm. actually, he, yeah. he carries a lot of it. Yeah, that's what I said yeah. on my letterbox. I said that I was like, Dave Grohl like car- definitely carries this film. Like without him, like I feel like this could have been almost unwatchable. But Grohl, like he did a great job in this. And it was cool, like Sam said, the music, um, the music scenes were really cool because they're so good. Yeah. Like they're so good. As I know. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they you hear their I guess one of their newer songs on the end credits, which actually was a good song. <laughs> Sam was jamming out to it. <laughs> Yeah. Sam, what do you think about your girl Whitney Cummings here, who's basically like the lead actress, I guess, <laughs> in this one? Her, uh, her, and Leslie Grossman are like kind of the two yeah. other lead actresses in this. So I, I know you're a big Whitney Cummings fan. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you know it's your your usual Whitney Cummings 
personality. So Mm -hmm. I feel like it was just her watching me, just watching her normal self. But yeah, I thought she was great. You know, she always shows Mm -hmm. her, her boobs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. She did. (laughs) (laughs) in that sex scene which actually got a little graphic i feel like for like a sex scene between like a member of the foo fighters and uh when he comes there did you guys have like besides dave world did you have like a favorite other member of the foo fighters just in this movie in particular like their character no i feel like i I don't know i feel like they all hate being in the band but they just do whatever (laughs) he says i'm like i'm sorry that one of the greats like i'm sorry my guess is they probably didn't actually want to like star in like a full like length movie they just kind of did mm-hmm. it but you know i mean it seemed like they had fun though i mean it seemed like a, it was a fun times that you had yeah and they seem to get mostly equal time like uh you know yeah. some get off to a little earlier than others but you know they all got like a good amount of screen time so mm-hmm. and they actually get killed fun enough in reverse order of when they join the band I read that today over on I. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. Yeah. It's uh, I, I didn't realize that. So, yeah, like I like the Foo Fighters a lot, like their music, but it's not like a band I know a lot about. You know, it's one of those mm-hmm. like. So, what, what what was the original? This is not the original crew. Like it, this wasn't just like a band the whole time, or. Nah, I, I honestly, I'm not sure. I think like Taylor has been there since the beginning, and I believe Pat Smear. I don't know about any everyone else though in the band. I don't know if they've all if they've come and gone or not, you know, I'm not a big enough Foo Fighters fan to know all that, but yeah. Like there's some bands I could tell you every like incarnation <laughs> of them, but this yeah. one is not one of them. Uh, you know, was, to me, it was always like the Dave Grohl band <laughs> essentially. Right. Uh, which yeah. because I was such a big Nirvana fan was like a big deal when they first came out and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually they actually, uh, this week, they actually, they just took it, they took it home at the Grammys. I think they won three or four uh, Grammy awards, which uh, actually, they set a record for uh, a group with the most Grammys ever now for like a musical wow. group. So yeah, I mean, shout out to them, but yeah. you know, now we see what happens to the Foo Fighters. Sadly, obviously with Taylor leaving the band, they canceled all of their tour dates. So I think their future is kind of in question right now. I hope that they continue to be a band and whatnot, but um, you know, we'll see. I'm sure poor Dave Grohl, man, he's, you know, losing his lead singer with Nirvana and now losing his drummer. It's and that guy's just for one to see who for who seems like maybe probably one of the nicest guys in Hollywood, you know, or in mm-hmm. music. It's yeah, I mean the guy can't catch a break, sadly, but Yeah, absolutely. It's uh I was actually surprised by how small of a role Will Forte had. Um yeah. you know, I, I yeah. thought he'd be because they he is on like the poster as if you know, he had the big role. <laughs> oh really? He doesn't really appear that much. It was a good enough role. It was like a funny small. I liked how he kept trying to get the mixtape out there. Right. That was great. <laughs> Which I'm sure is a based on a true story type thing. I'm oh, sure, definitely. Uh, yeah. Like Dave Roll gets a million mixtapes and shit like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, the life of a, I guess, rock star, right? Right. Uh, what'd you guys think about the end? Um, is it setting up a sequel? I hope not. The band is dead, but um Mm -hmm. dave grohl seems to still have the demon in him so right yeah i mean i don't think we're gonna get a sequel i'd be shocked you know (laughs) yeah i gotta admit i was a little confused by what was going on in the end there when like the producer shows up and a bunch of people just kind of make appearances and then you have the old band you know that dream something uh they come into it and it just it became a little too complex 
for no reason to me like do we need all this story to try to wrap it up and even then they didn't do a great mm-hmm. job with that so that was and by that point i was like okay i'm over this you too that yeah right yeah probably didn't help uh, the cause at all but uh yeah overall i think it was an enjoyable watch yeah i mean we're you know it it, it was what it was you know like so yeah but uh all right anything else before we rate this nope i think i'm good all righty i'll start us off uh yeah i mean i think the like we said, all of us echoed the biggest problem with this movie is the runtime. Just like, man, it should have been a short, maybe an hour 15 at, at the very most. Um, I wouldn't even, I think even an hour and a half cut 20 minutes down. That's still too long for a movie like this. Um, but there's fun to be had, man. There's great gore. There's like great practical effects here. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's a mixed bag for sure. Uh, but I had fun with it. I don't regret watching it. Uh, I give it a six and a half. Um, yeah, I agree with everything that's been said. It was fun. Like if you're a fan, definitely check it out. I think you'll appreciate it. A fan of the band. Um, but if you're not, and you don't really know too much about them, I don't think that you'll enjoy it. Uh, but I'm going to give it a 6.8. What did you give it, Joe? 6.6. I can't hear you. Oh, sorry. Uh, 6.5, six and a half. Oh, 6.5. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it a 6.8. Yeah. Uh, I, like I said, I echo everything you guys said. Um, I think it is an enjoyable movie. I think it's worth a one-time watch on a streaming service. I don't know if I'd pay to see it, uh, necessarily on VOD. Like right now it's 20 bucks on VOD. So yeah. So maybe wait till it hits like Netflix or Amazon prime or wherever it's going to end up. Um, but it, I, I still think it's a one-time watch, especially if you're a Foo Fighters fan, then there's something for you here. So I'm going to go right in the middle of you two or close to it. I'm going to go a 6.66 out of 10. Very fitting. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, very fitting. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, that wraps up uh, this episode, I guess. Um, make sure you stay tuned next week. Episode 222. One day we'll get to episode 666. Oh, we will. We'll do then. 10 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but for episode uh, 222, obviously we are going to be doing a sequel from a famous horror property. Um, it is going to be selected um, by me, Sam, and Steve because we will be toddless again next week. So, yeah, keep an eye on our Discord. And, yeah, otherwise, make sure you join. Um, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and rate us on wherever you get your podcasts over on itunes or spotify whatever five star reviews would be great all right we'll see you next week (laughs) Bye. bye bye